So there's been a lot of talk lately about rent control in certain states and local governments that are considering or proposing rent control laws. So what does that do to you as a real estate investor? Well, if you own an apartment building or you're thinking about buying an apartment building, you might want to reconsider that. And we're going to talk about that this week on this episode of Real Estate Revenue. everybody, welcome to Real Estate Revenue. I'm your host, Paul Airy, and this episode, we're going to talk about rent control. You know, a lot of places have rent control. Uh, um, some some uh, states and local governments are considering it. I don't know if you've heard about that in the news lately, but it's been going around. It's uh, I've heard it about Florida, although I can't imagine Florida passing a rent control law. Uh, California has. That's no big surprise. Uh, I believe New York has always had it. Uh, there are several other places that have it. Hopefully, you don't invest in a market that has it. And we're about to discuss why that is, why I feel that way. So first of all, I've made it pretty clear that I don't like investing in properties that people live in. There are so many disadvantages to that so many government regulations involved in it they're good money makers uh, but they're good uh, good stress makers as well and um, I have seen some things happen to people that own or manage multifamily properties uh, that uh, I I just don't want to get involved in that myself uh, it's a personal preference thing. There are some investors I know that are into it in a large scale. Uh, they're very wealthy from it, and uh, overall, it's a you know it's a good investment. Bankers love it. Lenders love multifamily properties. However, that could change if your local government institutes rent control. Why is that? Well, what we've discussed many times in the past is how real estate is valued, how commercial property values are set. So commercial property is appraised based on the amount of income they generate. Now, under the normal course of ownership of any commercial property, any investment property, you need to be able to raise your rent. And you need to do that because the market changes. You have to raise the rent to match the market, to match expense costs. Your expenses are continually going up in most cases. Uh, labor costs go up. Materials go up. Energy costs go up. Water costs goes up. Uh, all of the, all of these things, the utilities, the materials, the labor, all of that goes up continue, pretty much continually. And that's part of the reason why the rent gets raised. Uh, 
Now, think about this. If your property value is based on the amount of net operating income that you generate from the property, what happens when all your expenses go up, but you're not allowed to raise the rent? Or you're limited on how much you can raise the rent? Well, I'll tell you what happens. That makes your net operating income go down. And when it goes down or when it won't increase as much as it needs to, uh, or if it stagnates and stays where it is, your lender is not going to be too happy about that, uh, especially if it's going down. And how can it go down? Well, it can go down if, if your rent is not allowed to be raised to match the expense increase. Your net operating income is going to go down. It's going to decrease. That means the value of your property will decrease. So rent control devalues your property. Uh, not just in that aspect, but also in the aspect that if you wanted to sell it, uh, it's not going to be as attractive to, to an investor if they know that they are not going to be able to raise the rent uh, in a manner in which it should be raised. And that's why, personally, I don't like to invest in those types of properties. Now, here's the thing. For the most part, rent control never gets applied to properties that people do not live in. You never hear of rent control being applied to an industrial property or an office building uh, or a retail building. It's always applied to housing. And why is that? Well, if you think about who the tenants are, it'll be clear to you. In housing, say you have a large apartment complex, five, 600 units, and you limit the rent on those apartments. Those people who live in that apartment are going to have the perception at first that they're going to benefit from that rent control. So if you're the politician who instituted rent control, proposed it, got it passed, and you've just, at least on the surface, appeared to have given a great benefit to these tenants, who do you think they're going to vote for next time? Next time an election comes up. Now think about if they were to rent control an office building. Well, the people that work in that office building, they don't care about the rent. They're there to do a job. They're an employee. They aren't paying the rent. The, land, the, uh, the tenant is the person that owns the company that they work for. They might care about it, but there aren't many of those in that office building. You may have a 1,000 employees, but you're only going to have a handful of tenants. Out of 1,000 employees, you may have 10 tenants or 20 tenants. So the politicians don't really care about getting 10 votes or 20 votes, do they? They care about getting the 500 votes in the apartment complex. They care about the thousands and thousands of votes they're going to get by instituting rent control in their city. And they aren't going to care about doing rent control on an office building or a warehouse or a retail center. So they don't even target those. So that's why I prefer those types of properties over apartments. Government regulation. You just don't have government regulation 
in in general, commercial properties are less regulated than residential. Now, apartments are commercial properties. However, they are overregulated in my opinion. They're regulated because people live in them. It's comes under the Fair Housing Act and all kinds of federal regulations that pertain to a property that someone lives in. And the buzzword right now is affordable housing. They seem to think everybody wants affordable housing. Well, of course, everybody wants affordable housing. But you know what? Uh, That doesn't necessarily mean cheap housing. So what happens when they institute rent control? Eventually, the landlord has less money to spend on maintenance because their net operating income is going down. Their income overall is stagnated. So in order to keep their property value from going down, now think about this. If it goes down too much, what do you think their lender is going to say if their property value goes down below their loan-to-value ratio? If it goes down below what they loaned on that property, they're not going to be happy about that. So in order to keep that, they have to they have to keep their uh, net operating income up. So how do they do that? Well, they spend less money on expenses. If they can't raise the rent, the only other way to do it is to spend less on expenses. You have to spend less money keeping up your property. And what does that do? Causes deferred maintenance. It causes all kinds of maintenance issues, things that never get fixed. You always hear stories about people living in apartments in big cities and the landlord won't do anything to fix the property. Well, this is why, in most cases, if they're in a rent-controlled building, the landlord, the owner of that property, is going to do the absolute least that he has to do to get by when it comes to maintenance. So what does this do? Well, it promotes, basically, they're promoting slums. They're promoting rundown buildings that nobody wants to live in, but people live in them because they have to. So if you're in a state or in a city that has rent control, why would you want to buy an apartment building? Why would you want to own an apartment building? And if you're in one of these cities or states that's considering it and you're looking at buying or if you already own that type of property, you might want to consider getting rid of it or finding something else to buy. Um, It's not, I would not personally, I would not want to get stuck with a property that comes under rent control jurisdiction. I'm not a financial advisor, but I I do uh, work in the world of real estate. And I can tell you that uh, the investors I work with Uh, They don't want anything to do with the government telling them how much rent they can charge on a property. And when it comes to that, if if it came to them doing it on all properties, you'd see a lot less real estate investors in the world. They'd go to something else. And there are a lot of new choices out there right now. And uh, real estate is still one of the best investments in my opinion, but there are so many other new things out there that an investor can put their money in, that they don't have to deal with the government regulation. And uh, so look at some other properties. Look at warehouses. Look at self-storage. Look at office buildings, retail buildings. Those things are still viable investments. They're still uh, 
going to be used by people. Uh, this pandemic hasn't killed off that sector of the market and it likely will not kill it off. It may actually have created some bargains out there in those areas, but, um, uh, this to me is to rent control is one more reason to not invest in apartments. So that's really it for this episode. I just had a little rant about rent control and, uh, hope that you can avoid it. I know I'm going to avoid it. I do not own apartments. I never have. I never will, most likely, uh, in most cases. Um, i tell you, the only, the only case I would own an apartment, and I wouldn't own it for long, but the only, only reason I would buy an apartment, if I found a four-unit apartment building that had some extra land with it, because a four-unit building is not considered commercial. It's appraised just like a house. You could probably buy it a lot cheaper than if it was five units or more. Buy that property, build some additional units on the property, then it becomes a commercial property. Then you've got something you can sell for a profit, a nice profit. It's the only way I would get involved in, in uh, multifamily properties right now. So uh, consider that. Think about that. Be sure to add that to your due diligence list. If you are investing in multifamily properties, add that rent control to your due diligence list. Find out if you're going to come under in, under uh, rent control at any time in the future, if the local or state government is considering that, and if that property you're looking at is one of the ones that would come under that uh, new rent control rule, um, then you need to you need to say no. There's nothing wrong with saying no to a property. Most investors look at anywhere from ten to a hundred properties before they say yes to one. So if if there's a threat of rent control, you need to think twice about buying that property. Well, that's it for this episode, and uh, I'll see you on the next episode. I'm going to try to get to do these more frequently. I'm going to try daily or every other day. Weekly hasn't been working out too well, so if I make it part of my daily routine, maybe it'll work better. So I'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>